Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone, so today we're going to be learning about executive functions. So I'd heard the term before, but other than that, I'd not delved into it and I loved finding out more about it. So just before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you two things. One, our online platform, Classroom Secrets Kids, is only £1 per child at the moment for the year and it has thousands of activities that are aligned to the curriculum, they can be accessed digitally and the activities are automatically marked for you. So even though we are not remote learning now, it's really important to still use these tools in the classroom to save you time. If you haven't done so yet, go to kids.classroomsecrets.co.uk to grab your free 14-day trial for the whole class. And number two, we're on Clubhouse a lot. So we're hosting education chats regularly on Clubhouse, the new audio social media platform. So to find out a schedule of the rooms that we're hosting, then just go to classroomsecrets.co.uk forward slash club. We'd really love for you to get involved. You'll be able to quiz the panel, talk about all things education and add your own value as well. So each week the rooms are growing and the conversations are really inspiring. So if you haven't heard of Clubhouse, it's still pretty new and it's in the beta phase. It's got 10 million users at the moment, but there's more and more people joining every day. You're listening to a podcast now, so you're going to love it. At the moment, it's invite only, but keep your ear to the ground and see if you can get an invite from a friend who has access. And if you're one of the lucky ones to already be there, then follow me at Claire Riley and I'll follow you back. So in this episode, I interviewed Victoria Bagnall all about executive functions and how to spot when a child might be having trouble with theirs. I think you'll learn a lot about yourself as well. Victoria left teaching in 2011 to pursue SEN tutoring, which led to her starting Connections in Mind, an organisation with neuroeducation at the core in 2016. And since 2016, she's hosted hundreds of talks and facilitated training for hundreds of professionals This in turn has changed thousands of people's lives by helping them to understand our brains better so that they can grow and develop personally and help others to do so too. I hope you get as much out of it as I did. So Victoria, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Oh, it's absolutely a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So we're going to talk about executive functions. So the only place to start is what actually is executive functions you know how would you describe it to a teacher who has never come across the phrase before brilliant well it is really simply it's a part of our brain our executive functions are a part of our brain that house in the prefrontal cortex of our brain which is our bit of our brain behind our forehead and it's the part of our brain that helps us to regulate our emotions and to manage our time and to organize ourselves so it's kind of the bit of our brain that's the most developed in terms of kind of evolution wise and the bit that helps us to um, really be part of society and to to get things done and that's why it's called executive functions because it's all about executing tasks and getting things done oh super thank you right okay then so why is it so important then you know for a teacher or schools or the wider education sector to understand executive functions 
Yeah, so I really feel it's absolutely critical. And the reason is because we know now through the research and everyone's heard of this term self-regulated learning and self-regulated learning is a real buzzword. And the executive functions are the brain processes that enable self-regulated learning to take place. And so when we understand these brain functions as teachers, we can help young people to develop the skills that sit alongside these these executive functions so that they can become self-regulated learners and so that they can become self-motivated, they can be self-aware, use their metacognition skills, be organized, get uh, their homework done on time and all these kind of things that we're looking for um, as teachers. Can you give me some examples of how, you know, what it looks like in the classroom? Mm, Absolutely. So everybody has executive function strengths and challenges and they wax and wane depending on various different things like stress, nutrition, sleep and exercise. So it's not just uh, for a certain sector of our our classrooms that really struggle with these things, but every single student in our class, in fact, ourselves also can can struggle with these things, too. Um, But really in the classroom, what it looks like is difficulty focusing on tasks, difficulty getting started on tasks, um, being disorganized in terms of our belongings, so having an untidy backpack or an untidy locker space, um, having problems with emotional regulation and response inhibition, so lashing out at people, getting into fights in the playground, and all sorts of things like that. So it's, it's, they're really, really critical as all parts of classroom learning. And, um, you know, I, I feel like they're the things that we often examine in, in assessments. And we, you know, you need to be able to sit still and concentrate on an exam. You need to be able to do your revision. You need to be able to um, memorize what the question was. All these things are our executive functions, but actually we don't spend that much time working on those specific skills in the classroom, calling them for what they are and helping children to develop those skills. We see them as kind of pretty much innate. And some people have stronger executive functions genetically um, so that means that they, um, you know, they passed down from mum and dad um, to them. And, you know, they they really kind of understand um, these things much better. And they find it much easier to to self-regulate uh, and to get on with their work. So it's part of what you do then teaching teachers, you know, what these executive functions are and then making sure that they teach children in the classroom, like working on these skills. Mm, absolutely. So the, the approach that we recommend was developed in Canada by a lady called Dr. Laurie Faith. Um, well, she's just finishing off her PhD, so I'm not sure if she's got the doctor yet, but she's doing PhD at the moment. And she, um, she developed this approach called activated learning. And it's, there's three steps to it. First of all, there's recognizing the executive function challenges um, in the classroom where there's a bottleneck to learning. So if children are struggling to get started on tasks or if they're really struggling to answer the questions that's set or what's going on for them so helping the children to develop self-awareness about that what's getting in the way of their learning what's the bottleneck um, and then developing class-based strategies so that the class and the individuals have strategies that they can use to get themselves started on tasks and so I've seen it done really well where Lily has got her start her um, idea for getting started on tasks and that's about making sure that she's got her desk nice and tidy because she can't get started until things are tidy on her desk but for somebody else it might be making sure that they're not sat next to the window because they get really distracted if they're sitting next to the window so they like to sit um, closer to the door or, or somewhere that's not so distracting for them so you know these kind of strategies 
and talking about those things and normalizing it for everyone. So this isn't just something for someone who has ADHD or dyslexia or, you know, who finds these things challenging. It's for everyone because we can all have these challenges. And then the final step is about the teacher. Instead of going around the classroom and reteaching the lesson to these people, these children who are struggling to get started or struggling to remember what the task was, it's instead giving feedback about what strategies are being used and saying, oh, Lily, I noticed you've used your strategy. That's brilliant. So you've got your desk nice and tidy and saying it verbally, like out loud to the rest of the class so they can see, oh, Lily's using that strategy. She's being praised for that. That's brilliant. That reinforces that, that strategy, that behavior. And going around and giving feedback like that, rather than spending all our time reteaching the lesson to individuals who may have struggled to get the task, not because they didn't understand the concept, but because they couldn't hold the information in their head, they got distracted, or so on and so forth. Oh, I like that. So it's kind of like giving tips for the different strategies. You know, it's really interesting. Um, I feel like my podcasts have kind of gone a certain way um, over the last over the last year really and it's about understanding yourself and one of the reasons why I really love that is because obviously I'm into personal development and I feel like I've become an adult and then all of a sudden I'm like I need to understand myself and I think how powerful to be a child and have help to understand self and what really helps us um, be successful what helps us learn what helps us complete things in an easier way I love that. Mm. That's amazing. Isn't it great? What a wonderful set of skills to leave school with, to know how, how we best get started on tasks, what to do if we're struggling because the task is not particularly motivating or interesting for us. Because, you know, life is about that. And if we can help at school to help develop these skills, then we're creating a generation of young people who are better equipped to do um, what we need them to do in the 21st century, which is a lot of self-starting, a lot of self-regulation, a lot of self-awareness is, is what's required. This is it. And, you know, I, I'm thinking now, I'm like, oh, I need, to, I need to learn more about this to help myself, you know, child of the 80s topic. <laughs> and um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of teachers listening who was a child of the 80s and just did topic. Um, no, we did, we did learn other things as well, but it was very topic based. And mm. I don't remember learning anything about myself. Um, and this, this would have been really powerful. So, wow, thanks for opening me up to this. Um, so as we prepare for the episode then, you shared that you believe that understanding the role of executive functions would make the world a better place. I suppose kind of what, you know, just led into this. Um, so why are you passionate about this? Why are you passionate so much about sharing your insights? Hmm. Yeah, so I, yes, my life work, really, I've come to the realization over the last 12 months, I think a lot of us have all been doing a bit of soul searching. And I've been doing this work for a while now. But I really came to the realization in the last 12 months that this is my, my life's work. And if I could leave this planet, and people know more about executive functions, and it's more widely talked about in society, then I would have done a good job. Um, and the reason I believe that is because I think on these understanding that these are brain functions, and not character flaws mm. can shift the lens that we have, um, the discrimination that we have in society for people who really struggle with these things, who struggle to get started on tasks, who are seen as lazy, maybe disorganized, disheveled. They struggle to um, 
to find their way in their careers um, and often end up with mental health challenges as well. So executive functions play into so many different areas of life. So the school, we've been just been talking about that, but at work as well. Um, and also things like our health as well. If we can understand our executive functions, response inhibition is one of the key executive functions we need to not, um, to, to maintain a healthy diet. And as we know through COVID that maintaining a healthy diet is so important for having a strong immune system and being healthy and staying healthy then if we can work on our response inhibition then that can also help us to lead a healthier life as well and that comes to exercise as well you know that comes into this response inhibition so having this self-awareness and having this set of strategies that work for ourselves can be the key for everyone reaching their potential because they're being able to get the things done that they want to in their life to reach their goals. So I just believe it's fundamental to human development. And I think it's the next great frontier in human development and our understanding of ourselves. Wow. I love that. I'm certainly going to be quizzing you about more of this. Um, okay. So a teacher's in the classroom, they like the idea of uh, what you're talking about and they want to be able to action some stuff. What, Tell us some things that they could try out in the classroom. Brilliant. So, um, so the key thing um, for, for us is, is really just recognizing what's going on in, in your classroom. Um, and we've got some free resources that you can access on our online learning platform. We'll come on to that later. But if you've got a little bit of knowledge about these things, just reflecting and, and writing down in your, your lesson reflections and reflecting on what's getting in the way. What are the bottlenecks here to the learning that's going on? What's the executive function getting in the way? And then setting up a peer group of other people in your school who are also interested in this um, and maybe going through some particular cases of, of young people who are really struggling to access school uh, and working out what's going for them on them in terms of their executive functions so just that reflection piece is is key one um, also if you're looking out for some signs of struggles with executive functions so these are some of the things that I've noticed in classrooms over the years so a lot of young people with executive function challenges can be really great verbally I was one of these kids growing up like I could just talk about every subject it would come across really well and then when it gets got to writing an essay or even writing like an answer to a question it would all get jumbled up and it wouldn't really make much sense and you know I'd get quite anxious about it because I got feedback from teachers that it wasn't good Doing so well so this this discrepancy between verbal and written performance can be a real indicator that there's something going on around the executive functions um, and then finally the third tip is to remember that working memory being able to hold information in our head is something that us as adults we kind of take for granted but if someone's living under stress or if they haven't slept well or if they haven't eaten well that part of their brain won't be working as well so they won't be able to remember instructions when they're given verbally um, they won't they find it difficult to write things down off the board and so whatever you can do to help reduce that load on the working memory is really important so that might be creating stickers of the tasks that you want to do so you can stick it in their book so they know exactly what they need to do um, and just minimizing that need for holding information in their head um, during your lessons thank you just a quick question based on that is there a certain age when it sort of all falls into place a bit more because I like I was asleep at school until year five um, and, and those things you're talking about, like, I can remember that, like, I used to turn to the person next to me because I've been daydreaming and go, what are we supposed to be doing? And they go, why don't you listen? And I'm like, I thought I was. <laughs> 
and I yeah. had no idea. I could not retain the information. So I just, and, and then it, all of a sudden, year five, I kind of just knew what I was doing. So does it develop over time? Mm, they do. Absolutely. It's such a great question. So they, um, the, the core executive functions are working memory, response inhibition and uh, cognitive flexibility come online and around the toddler years. But it's not until um, we get to primary school that like things like our sustained attention and our emotional control start developing. But really interestingly, it's not until we get to secondary school that that metacognition, time management, planning and prioritization, that these skills start coming online. And they don't fully mature until their late 20s. So often we're asking children to do quite cognitively advanced tasks at school. Mm. um, And we need to scaffold those um, for young people. Often I feel like the, the school system is set up to reward those people who are abnormally strong in their executive function. Um, and actually kind of neurotypical or average brains really struggled because of the the developmental process of this but yeah they, the executive functions don't fully develop into our late 20s that's really interesting I'm an employer so I'm like oh that is interesting what do I need to do now um for anyone under 29 <laughs> so thanks for that tip um Right, fantastic. You did mention about a free course. Where where can mm. we go for that? Yeah, so we have just relaunched our online learning platform, cimlearning.com. And um, I'm sure you'll put a link in, in the notes. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a place for people to go um, and get access to courses. Um, we've got this free course on there, uh, Introduction to Executive Functions. It's three 10 minute videos with quizzes to consolidate your learning. And we're in the process of getting the CPD service to get that accredited so that we will have an option. It will have to be paid for to get the, C- the certificates because we have to pay for those. But um, it's free, but you'll be able to get CPD for a very nominal charge as well. Um, and then we also offer like lots of webinars and um, masterclasses and things um, via that. um, portal as well to to help people to learn about executive functions thank you i'm going to put that on our linkedin learning so i think that'd be really good we have it as a a company so brilliant all right then so where can we find out more about you um, so, uh, yeah, so have a look at my mission statement, which I think I shared with you. Um, uh, I put it as an article on LinkedIn. So that kind of gives more information about my history and about um, my vision for the future and how executive functions impact all of our lives. Um, and then also following us on our Facebook group. So we've got a Facebook group um, for adults um, who struggle with executive functions and for parents. And then for professionals like our teachers that we're talking to you today, we have a Mighty Networks group um, and that's all professionals on there um, just sharing resources, sharing ideas um, in that environment. And it's uh, heavily curated. So it's not you won't get spammed or anything on there. Fantastic. And uh, we'll make sure like I've got all these listed here. So we'll make sure that they are in um, the show notes. So thank you so much. This has been so informative. I was thinking, what's the right word? Um, but yeah, so informative. Thanks so much. It's been fantastic. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. And as I say, it's my mission to, to spread the word. So thank you for giving me this platform to talk to everyone today. Well, I'm hoping that you've just told a lot more people right now. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Brain functions are exactly that, brain functions. They are not a reflection on our personality and we can change. That's what I took away from the episode. We can change if we want to.
If you want to give any feedback about what you've noticed in your classroom relating to children's executive functions or even your own, then start up a conversation in the Teachers Podcast community on Facebook so others can get involved or you could join us on Clubhouse. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.